Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved. Cast out demons and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of men's souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, we can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. John, how are you doing? I am doing okay. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing okay. Good morning to you. And everybody, welcome. We're excited to be here today with Pastor John Terrell. Brother John, welcome back, my friend. Would you like to open us in prayer? Yes, I will. My only father, I want to thank you, praise you right now. And once again, we can do another program on Omega Man Radio. And I pray right now, Lord that your Holy Spirit, again, will guide me, that I will be able to share what you have laid upon my heart, and also at the same time that your Holy Spirit will be upon each person listening, so that, Father God, they'll be able to understand and act upon the information that I'm giving them today. And I just want to thank you right now. We have no problems with the equipment. We will have perfect webcast, not the webcast, but a perfect uh, Skype called here, Father God, and I thank and I praise you for that now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Brother John, the mic is yours. Take it away. <clears throat> I'm continuing the teaching on guidance for a Christian, and uh, this is part number four that I'm doing today. And uh, I'm working from uh, Christian Dynamics, course number four, and I'm doing lesson 48 right now. So if you want to have the text that I'm using, it is available. You can contact us and we will give you a copy of the outline that I'm working from here. And I'm going to begin to talk to you today about demonic activities. We've been discussing right now, we last yesterday, last week we talked about the soul. Uh, the makeup of a soul, but you got a soul mind, and you had the conscious mind or a soul, the subconscious. You got a spirit, you got a soul body, and got a physical body. 
And so let's talk about demonic activities now. As previously stated, demons will infest the subconscious part of the soul mind and from there <clears throat> control the person's conscious mind and the physical body. So if you have demons in your life, it will be very difficult for you to understand guidance by the Holy Spirit. You will have a polluted guidance from God that the demons have polluted. So it is important that you understand that a lot of people are in confusion. They, they can't understand the Bible. They can't understand preaching. They can't understand what they're reading. And the reason is that the demons are in that soul brain. There's been a teaching in the church that says that a Christian cannot have a demon, which is not true. It is also teaching in the Christian churches that demons cannot inhabit the soul. They can only inhabit the body. And uh, this is another thing that is not true because experience tells us that when demons come in, they do control the soul brain because it controlled the actions of a person. Hate creates so much negative energy that it eats on the body like rust does with iron. Bitterness creates arthritis and it disease in the physical body has a spiritual root that is a result of a demon sitting in the subconscious mind of the soul. So in other words, if you have bitterness, resentment, anger, hate, that will feed the demon that sits in your subconscious mind. And it would begin to start diseases in your body. These different demons will attack the physical body and disrupt its normal functions. And since the soul must stay in the body, it will be severely handicapped. A sick body does not function very well. The body will grow older and slowly become less functional. But the soul does not age. I want to read a scripture to you here now from Second Corinthians. And this is going to be chapter 4. 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, and the verse number 16. For which cause we faint not, but through our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. I'll read it again. For which cause we faint not, but through our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. That means that your soul and the spirit, which is born of God, does not age. It does not deteriorate. It is as young as when you started in this life. And the only thing that decays, that gets older and decays, is the physical body. That's why... For example, myself, my, I don't feel old 
inside. I feel about the same way that I felt when I was 20 years old, 30 years old. My soul has not aged. My body has aged and started to change. But that does not mean because, so therefore, I am as young in my spirit as I was when I was born again. When you get sick, the body drags down the soul. And you have a fever or whatever incapacity you have, you are lethargic, you simply are not functioning very well, and um, you're dragging. So even if your soul, if the body gets sick, let's say you get a virus and the body gets sick, the soul is not sick. It's a physical body. The soul and the spirit does not get sick. The soul can be infested with demons. Demons cannot touch the spirit. When a person suffers a stroke, it destroys part of the physical brain. And since the soul has to work through the brain, it no longer is able to function formally. Thus, a stroke victim is handicapped and can no longer function in a normal manner. Let me try to explain that to you. I had a strange experience here this morning. I came out to my office and I was going to turn on my computer and get it ready for Omega Man Radio. And I could not, I could turn the computer on, but I could not type in my uh, <clears throat> pin. And so I couldn't start it. And so here I am. I'm sitting in front of my computer. I am functioning very well. I got no problem. But my computer's down. And I got Charles come in here. My nephew came in. And he just sat down and suddenly the computer started. But what I'm trying to tell you is simple this. For about 25 minutes, I was incapacitated. I set up my laptop as a backup in order to, if this I couldn't get this one fixed, I was going to try to get out through my laptop. The same thing is true now with your soul. When your body gets sick, when your physical brain is damaged, then you will have difficulty functioning because the physical brain is a computer and if that doesn't work then you cannot express yourself on this earth so let me go back and read it to you again when a person suffers a stroke it destroys part of the physical brain and since the soul has to work through the brain it no longer is able to function normally. Thus, the stroke victim is handicapped and can no longer function in a normal manner. The stroke does not affect the soul. So, your soul is intact, 
Whatever disease the body has, the soul is intact. But since we have to operate through our bodies, it will limit what we can do. Dementia and Alzheimer's are damages to the physical brain. And over time, these, these diseases will shut down the soul's ability to communicate through the physical body. I experienced this with my wife. She um, died this year in January after having had, I don't know if you had dementia or Alzheimer's, but it was severe. But it didn't happen overnight. It was a period of about 10 years. And the way I discovered that was that my wife would go shopping. And we live in the country, so she'd drive into different towns here and do shopping. And she's done that for years, and she has no problem. And then suddenly, I realized that she cannot remember the streets. She's going to go to a certain store, and she could not remember how to get there. I was still able to talk to her. We were able to communicate, but that part of the brain began to shut down. And I realized something is happening. Now, month after month, more and more of her functions in her body shut down. And eventually, it was to the point that she could not even recognize who I was. Then she lost her ability to talk. And then something happened inside. Another part of her brain went down. And her mouth fell open and could, she couldn't close it again. And of course, people could not close it because it's controlled by the inside. And after the mouth fell down open, she lasted about five or six days because she could not eat and uh, they couldn't get any liquid into her. So she passed away. But it was a period of about 10 years of a slow death of the brain that simply slow down the functions of the body. Since the body, since the physical body is controlled by chemical secretions and electrical impulses, it is easy for demons to exploit soul damages to produce excessive or inadequate chemical secretions and electrical impulses which in turn caused the physical body to be dysfunctional. I would also like to add that the chemical toxins in processed food will also damage brain cells and lead to the same results. So when we cast out demons, we can all, most of the time we get immediate results unless there's been a severe damage to body parts and it takes some time for them to heal up. So, demons will simply mess up. They sit in your subconscious soul and they disrupt the electrical flow in the body. They, it's, 
disrupt the chemical flows of the body. And um, that is causing then different types of sicknesses. Let's talk about the spirit now. The Bible says little about the spirit of a man. We know that when a human being is conceived, that he's born with a dead spirit because of Adam's sin. Let's read from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. That's 1 Corinthians, uh, the 15th chapter. And I want to pick it up in verses 21 and 22. For since man, for since by man came death, by man also came came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. So when a person is born, that spirit is dead. So a human baby has a body, a soul, and a dead spirit. Now the spirit must come alive. And we read now for the Gospel of John, chapter 3, and verses 5 and 6. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I said unto you, Except a man be born of water, and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. For that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Except a man be born of water, and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And this is why Jesus said, you have to be born again. <clears throat> what does the Spirit do? What the Spirit is the part of our makeup that you communicate with the Holy Spirit. The soul cannot communicate with the Holy Spirit. Only the Spirit can. That's a component that is born again of the Holy Spirit, but you accept Christ and you're born again. <clears throat> the Spirit's origin is of the spirit world. It was created to operate in control of soul, mind. When Adam and Eve were created, the spirit part of them controlled the physical brain and the body. When they ate of the fruit, they died spiritually, and now they operated just with the soul brain the spirit was not functioning when the Holy Spirit speaks to us he communicates to our spirit which works in conjunction with his soul mind and then the physical body let me try to explain this to you if you haven't heard me preach before or teach it used to be, I still have in my car, a radio. 
it is one radio, but it has two components. I have an FM part, I have an AM part. And I can switch between AM to FM or FM to AM and take in different stations. The AM part of my radio cannot pick up an FM signal. And my FM part cannot pick up an AM signal. I'm likening the AM is the soul, that's the flesh. The FM part is from the Holy Spirit. So it is still one radio. It is not two radios. It's a radio made of two parts. They sit and function together. They have the the speakers in common. They don't. You don't have a speaker for the AM and a speaker for the FM. It's one speaker. It's one radio. So the Holy Spirit now is constantly trying to talk to us. And if we are not spiritually, if we are simply more in the flesh, we now read our Bible, we don't really have an active prayer life, we more or less function mechanically. We get up, we do things, we eat our breakfast, go to work, we do different things and so on. And we don't have an active prayer life. We are more or less shutting down the spirit. And we are now moving what is called in the flesh. Most people move in the flesh. And I'm talking about Christians. <clears throat> they haven't understood that we got to have an active prayer time life. And the active prayer life is not just when we eat our food or when we go to bed at night or if we're going to have a special prayer. We should be in communication, so to say, constantly and by praying over different things we do. If I'm going to, when I started this program here, I always pray first because I want to make sure that I am led by the Holy Spirit. I want to make sure that you are led by the Holy Spirit so that we can communicate in the spirit world, not in the flesh. As I write out this teaching, I wrote this some time ago, a few years ago. But when I wrote out this teaching here that I'm reading right now, the Holy Spirit is speaking to my spirit it tells my soul to transmit the information to my physical brain, which in turn controls my fingers and types out the thoughts that the Holy Spirit gives me. Let me reread that so you understand that. When I wrote this teaching, the Holy Spirit was speaking to my spirit, which in turn conveyed the message to my soul brain, which in turn conveyed the message to my physical brain that controlled my fingers, and thus the words were typed out in my computer, and later we have printed this out. So, 
if you learn to operate in the spirit, then he will give you guidance. Right now, I am doing a teaching from the Gospel of Matthew. And uh, I plan probably to be there the rest of the year, probably in Matthew. So, last week, maybe Friday or something like this, I saw on, on the advertisement on the Christian magazine that this coming Sunday that we have down in front of us, the 28th, is going to be Pentecost Sunday. And just as I saw that, it was like a big light went up inside of me and I felt the power of the Holy Spirit speaking to me saying, I wanted to preach on the the day of Pentecost this coming Sunday. Take a break from what you're doing and preach on that. Well, I learned this. If, if I'm told something, it goes well for me if I listen. So I made a decision. Okay, I'm going to take a pause in the book of Matthew and I'm going to do the day of Pentecost. So I wrote the sermon two days ago and when I wrote it down, I got information given to me that I have not seen before. <clears throat> the information was known to me, but I have never seen it put together. And that was that there are four pillars in the Christian faith. We have the incarnation, we have the crucifixion, we have the resurrection, and we have the day of Pentecost. These are the four pillars that the church is resting upon. That's our faith. I never preached that before. I never seen that before. So it didn't take me long. I wrote this sermon probably about less than an hour. And it just flowed out. I just had to look up scriptures. It just flowed out as I typed it in. It was simply the Holy Spirit speaking to my spirit. And my spirit then simply conveyed a message to my soul brain. And since my spirit is dominating my soul brain, my soul brain obeyed, and my fingers typed it out. And now we have the sermon is done, it's printed out, ready to go for this coming Sunday. So this is really how you want personally to operate in your personal life. You want to say, I want the Holy Spirit to be working in. So let me read this again to you. It is for the born again spirit that we read and understand the Bible. It is for the same spirit that we pray 
and it's also the same spirit that causes you to yearn for fellowship with God. That's why you feel, I, I want to read the Bible. I want to go out and pray. I want to sing. I want to praise God. That is your spirit in you. My understanding from the scriptures is that the born-again spirit does not have a sin nature. With other words, my spirit is sin-free. <clears throat> my soul is not, and of course my body is not. But by having the Holy Spirit operating through my spirit, I can sanctify my soul and sanctify my body. With other words, I tell my body, you are not going to this movie house. You are not going into the bar. You are not going to the casino. You are not smoking that cigarette. You are not taking that drug. You are not fornicating. You are not committing adultery. With other words, it's the spirit in us that the Holy Spirit gives us power and the spirit in us is what makes us good, if I can use that term. And this is why Jesus said, the flesh is weak, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So we simply have to subject our soul brain and our physical body to the spirit. And any sinful actions come about as the direct result of the soul. The Apostle Paul describes a constant band like place within every human being. If you read here from Romans 7, verses 15 through 18a, For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that I do not. But what I hate, that I do. If, that, if then I do that which I could not, I consent unto the law that is good. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwells no good thing. So, as <clears throat> we're not talking about guidance that I'm trying to teach you here how you and I are made up. If you know that you have a physical body that is controlled by the soul and the soul is supposed to be controlled by your spirit, you can now begin to say, okay, if this is the case, how then do I get my soul and my body under control? Well, the first step is when you got saved. Salvation is the first step. When you get saved, your spirit is born again. 
The next step is when you are baptized in water. When you're baptized in water, you are submitting your physical body to the grave. And when you come back out of the water, it's symbolic of the resurrection that you and I will have someday when Jesus comes back. Then, when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a different event from being filled or actually sealed by the Holy Spirit. When you get saved, you receive the Holy Spirit, he seals you. In other words, he holds you. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit is when the Holy Spirit comes in power and possesses you, holy, your whole body. Unsaved people are possessed by demons, and the demon possession is in different degrees. Most people can still function and work and do things, but they are hampered by the evil spirits. When you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, that means that now you're possessed by the Holy Spirit. That gives the Holy Spirit more power to infuse into your spirit. And thus, a person baptized in the Holy Spirit has power to cast out demons, to pray for the sick, to raise the dead, to pray for miracles because you got the power within you. That's why in Baptist churches and Presbyterian churches and Methodist churches, they don't pray for the sick. And if they do pray for the sick, they say, God, if it is your will, heal the person. If not, you don't take them home quickly. <clears throat> you don't find Baptist people and Presbyterian and Methodist, they they don't cast on demons. They simply say that doesn't exist. <coughs> so, you only, in, if you only, if you're operating in the Spirit and with the Holy Spirit, you're going to be able to do what Jesus told you to do. So, let me let me take you here to the Gospel of Mark, uh, chapter sixteen. That's the Gospel of Mark, chapter 16. And we're going to pick it up here in the verse number 15. And Jesus said to them, Go you into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believes not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any, drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. 
cast out devils or demons, lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. So then the Lord, after he had spoken to them, was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached every word the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word with signs following. Now, let me ask you this. I just read to you from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 16, verses 15 down to verse number 20. And I'm sure that most of you listening to me, you have read that. Let me ask you this. Have you cast out demons? Have you spoken in tongues? Have you laid hands on the sick and prayed for them? Did they get well? And most Christians would have to say, no, I haven't done that. I'm saved. I know that I love Jesus. I'm born again. But I do not have the power. Well, the power is available. The question is, are you going to receive the power? Have you received the power of the Holy Spirit? Let me give you an illustration. There's no people more hardworking than people from Finland. Finnish people are extremely hardworking people. I mean, they got energy. They work very hard. And this is a joke that was I learned years ago. And it was years ago, before they had chainsaws, that there was a salesman that went to Finland, and he went out to the countryside and went where we have forest. And he found a guy there that was using a regular saw, just you know, working with a hand saw and, and cutting down trees. And the salesman said, you know, uh, how many trees do you cut down a day? He says, oh, maybe about two or three. He says, I, I, got, a, I got a chain saw here. I got a saw that you, you can cut down a hundred trees a day. And the, the Finnish uh, logger simply said, really? Show that to me. And he said, well, here's a saw. You can see it here. And uh, I can sell it to you. So the Finnish logger, he bought the saw, and then the salesman took off. So a week later or so, the salesman came back to check on the Finnish logger and see how he was doing. And the Finnish logger says, well, you know, I'm, I work so hard, I can do six trees a day, but, you know, I can't go over six trees. The salesman said, well, let me see your chainsaw. He went over, took the cord, pulled it, and the chainsaw went, Broom! and the finch locked said, what's that? 
he had worked with a chainsaw and he never turned it on. He never fired it up. And that's how most Christians are. They got chainsaws. They don't turn them on. They try to saw the logs in the flesh instead of letting the power of the chainsaw do the job. And that's a tragedy. I'm thinking here myself, uh, we are preparing right now for another edition of our Christian Dynamics book number one. We printed it the last run we had, we printed it about between 2010 and we need to have new, we are selling it out, so we need to have new stuff. And as I was going through it, instructions in how to cast out demons, how to set things up and so on, I realized this, I do not have any people that I'm training. I have been begging for people to come to our ministry here in Sacramento. We got a church here in Sacramento. And I've been begging people to come and to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And we want to train you how to cast out demons. And I've had some people come, but they don't last. They, they, they take off. They, they don't have the staying power. And I'm thinking about this woman that is, we're going to do deliverance on in about another a few weeks. And this is what happened to her. She was up in Canada. She attended a Toronto blessing meeting once. That's Howard Brown. And in the Toronto, this, this goes back to the 1975, and I run on every time. When I laid hands on people, they fell on the ground. They barked like dogs. They slid like snakes on the ground and so on. They were screaming and yelling and barking, all kind of thing. So this woman came with her once, and then she got demon-possessed. So from about 1975-ish up to now, she had been in what I call churches where they don't have any power. And she is tormented. She, she, she can go to a service, she can go with some people, and suddenly the demons manifest, she begins to scream, she begins to shake, she rolls on the floor, and she loses control, and no one can touch her, she rolls around maybe for 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and then, you know, the demons let her go, you know, she's back to normal again. That That's not very nice to live like that. So, about a month ago, someone had told about our ministry, and she came to our ministry, and I said, yeah, we can help you. We can get those demons out. That's not a problem. We, it, it's, it's easy to do. We can get them out. So she said, really? You mean I can be free from this? Yes. 
And so we, we're going to have deliverance in a few weeks. And I know this. We're going to be praying. We're going to take care of the curses and everything else that we do. And this woman is going to be healed. She's not going to have that problem anymore. I have confidence. I've done thousands of deliverances. I've seen thousands of different results. Now, is it sad that I have this knowledge? I have a couple of people with me right now that I have trained. We know how to do this. But when we go, that knowledge will be lost. It's the same thing. You take an aircraft carrier. It takes 10 years to build an American aircraft carrier. They use ships. It takes 10 years to finish them. And it was spoken years ago but they told the Department of Defense, this is the, the, the people that had a uh, yard where they, where they were building the carriers, the wharf. And uh, they simply said this, we need to continually build carriers because if we build a carrier and then we don't build another aircraft carrier for another five or six years, we're not going to have people that know how to do it. We got to maintain the skill level in our workers because people get older, they retire, and new people come in. And that's exactly the same thing in Christian churches. Very few churches do deliverances. And those churches that do deliverances, uh, it is very hard to enlist people and say, you know, would you like to learn how to cast out demons? Would you like to learn how to pray for the sick? Would you like to learn how to do this and that? It's actually the Holy Spirit doing it, but he's working through us. And you got to know how to pray. You got to know how to do it. It's not just simply you says, okay, I'm going to cast out some spirits, get out of that person. Uh, it does not work like that. You got to know how to prepare the person, how to pray for it, and so on. So what, what I'm saying to you here is simply this. It is a sad, and I'm 83 years old right now. I've been casting out demons since 1969, was the first one. I was in 20s. And I would love to train people. We had them to sit in the sessions. It takes about, I would say, about a year to get a good before you really know what you're doing. As you really learn how to work with the Holy Spirit. But I can't get any workers. I can't get any young people or older people to say, I want to learn how to do this. Because Jesus said, cast out demons. Jesus said, pray for the sick. Teach me. Sad. Anyway. So, let me go back now to my teaching here. Demons do not have a legal right to attach themselves to the spirit. 
The spirit cannot be touched by demons. The born-again spirit needs to dominate the sinful soul and subdue it to the obedience to God. In some of the deliverances, we have had more problems than others, depending upon what a person has done. If they've been in the occult, they've been a witch, a satanist, or they've been a whoremonger, whatever it is, the, the demons are stronger. And there are times, as we are trying to cast the demons out, we are casting them out, that the demons would rise up and say, I'm not going to go. I have people flying out of the chair and start moving around on the floor like, like a snake and they defying himself to say, you know, you have no power over me. I'm going to destroy you. Well, I just stand there and said, in the name of Jesus, shut up. I mean, I get vocal. <clears throat> I take dominion. And I remind that demon. I remind him the day 2,000 years ago about when he was in Jerusalem with Lucifer, all fallen angels, all demons in the world were there. And they had been watching the tomb for three days, thinking, oh, we killed Jesus. But on the third day, the stone rolled away. Jesus came back from paradise, got into his body, got resurrected, came out. And he simply said, Lucifer, come here. Bow. And then he crushed his head. All the fallen angels saw that. All the demons saw that, and they know that. I remind them, and I said, now, heed, obey. And I tell you what, if you have the Holy Spirit, you are sincere. You don't have sin in your life. These demons will obey you. But you got to take dominion. So demons cannot hurt my spirit. That's what I'm not afraid when I go in for a deliverance, I know demons have been thrown out left and right. I'm not afraid that they're going to fly into me. We send them right out to, to, to prison. They cannot touch my spirit. And my spirit controls my soul and my body. All right, let's move on here. Romans 12, 1 through 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You and I are to present our bodies a living sacrifice. On a day when I have deliverance, 
I cannot sent this as well. Yeah, the night before, uh, we're going to go out. You know, I like to go to the bars, so don't get drunk and do some dancing, maybe pick up some woman, you know, and just have a little time in the back room there and so on. And I will ask God for forgiveness, and in the morning, we're going to cast out demons. I would have no power. You got to live 24 7. Every day, a holy life. Do I sin? Yes, I get mad at times. Sometimes I do just get upset or whatever. I have grudges. I get resentment. I sometimes get bitter. And I have to ask for forgiveness. But I tell you what, I'm not robbing any banks. I don't go to bars. I don't go to casinos. I don't watch movies on television or I, I don't do video games. There's a lot, of, a lot of stuff I don't do. So because I know it makes my soul dirty. So let me read that to you again, Romans 12. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, Accept unto God, which is the raisement service. And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The renewing of your mind, which comes through salvation, water baptism, the baptism of the Spirit, daily Bible reading, daily prayer time, that's how you renew your mind continually. This might be a difficult concept to grasp. So let me illustrate it with computer terminology. The computer I'm using has a dual core process, which allows my computer to multitask different projects simultaneously. In like manner, God provides with a Godship to control the sin-infected soul-mind. The Spirit controls my soul-brain or my spiritual computer. So, let's look upon 1 Peter. Let's go to First Peter here and read that scripture quickly. That's First Peter, and we're gonna go to finding my Bible here. Okay, First Peter, chapter two, verses one and two. But there were also false prophets among the people. No, that's. I want to go to First Peter. Here we go. First Peter two one. Wherefore, laying aside all malice, all guile, hypocrisies, and envies, and all evil speakings, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow 
thereby. So, wrapping this up here today, what I'm telling you is something this. To be guided by the Holy Spirit, you have to be born again, and you have to concentrate, consecrate yourself. So we talk about being water baptized, baptized in the Holy Spirit, reading the Bible, and having an active prayer life. You cannot control your soul, and if you haven't gone through deliverance, then you need to get, get delivered from any demons in your body and your soul. And after you've done that, now you can hear clearly. Let's, let me talk about the Jehovah's Witness or a Mormon, the, uh, the same story. You can take a Mormon or you can take a Jehovah's Witness and you can take a Bible and say, read this scripture here. And then said, do you believe that? This is no. I don't believe that. Joseph Smith is a prophet. Brigham Young is a prophet. Russell was the one that set up Jehovah's Witness. He was a man of God. But we just read some scriptures that says that the doctrine you have is not biblical. It's not correct. Well, we have our own Bible. And you know, the Bible has not been rightly translated. We, we, the Mormons, they had their own Bibles, and the Jews which got their own Bibles. You cannot talk to a Mormon or Jehovah's Witness if you give them facts, lay it down. Two plus two is four. They will say, no, it's five. They cannot see it. And the reason is, they are so demonized that they cannot hear the Holy Spirit. The same to the people in the world that are not born again. They are so demonized. You take the homosexuals, the transgenders, you take all these different people that are right now up there and flaunting their sin openly and want everybody else to agree with them. They are so demon-possessed that even if you put a gun next to their head and say, I'm going to shoot you if you don't accept this, they said, shoot me. They cannot be. They are blocked in. <laughs> so, if you want to be guided, make sure that you are clean. If you want guidance from the Holy Spirit, you got to be clean. Born again, water baptized, baptized in the Holy Spirit, Bible reading, prayer time. You got to be in the Word, you got to be praying person. And you cannot live a sinful life. If you understand that, 
you're going to have a great time. And that's about as far as I can go today with you. So I said a lot of things. I spoke to you for about an hour. The thing you can do when you listen to it again is you can stop, you know, you can rewind and go back and forth. You can listen for about, take a break, come back a day later and listen to some more. So anyway, I gave an information. I read the scriptures. It's up to you. Let's talk about money first. Now, if you feel like the thing I talked about today was worthwhile, I want you to go to Shannon Davies' website, <clears throat> and I want you to go find his buttons where he said donate. He got a number of different ways to donate. And give him a good offering today. And the reason for that is I'm a guest on this program. I don't pay for this platform. He does. If you don't help him and keep him going financially, there will be no Omega Man. So naturally, you want to feed the person that feeds you. So that's where your offering goes. Secondly, we have a church. We are located in outside Sacramento, California. We have a church here. We have services every Sunday. And I would love to have people come that live in the neighborhood, live close to us, Sacramento, Yuba City, Marisville, wherever you live, Auburn. Come and join us Sunday morning. We start at 9 o'clock, and uh, we will have a good time. We also webcast our service. And uh, if you're living in another state and you can't get over here, then on a computer, you can go to our website, eaec.org. That's eaec.org, European American Advanced Rates. And go to the webcast page, click on that, and um, you can sit at home and you can watch us. We have prayer time and our music and everything else from your home, any place in the world. Now, if you said, but I, I can do it live, not a problem. Right now, this is uh, Thursday. You can find out what we did last Sunday by simply going to our website, eac.org, and uh, go to the webcast, click on that, and it will play last week's message where you have the music. If you don't like the music, move up. We have prayer time. If you don't like that, move up. And then, we, then I'm preaching for about an hour. So that's available to you. And we also have a lot of written material and things that we have done we have on our website. A lot of things. So come and visit us, eaec.org, and find out what God has given us over the years. And I will look forward to people living in the greatest Sacramento area to come to church this coming Sunday. Contact us. And we will let you know exactly where we're located so you can find us. May God bless you. And back to you, Shannon. Brother John, great message today. What would you like to title it for the archive? Live a clean life. Okay. Um, before we go, I was given this very thing, this a thought today. Uh, how do we reach the youth? Literally, earlier today, I was thinking, uh, what is the average audience here of this podcast? And I don't know where I got the fact 
statistic from, but I think I saw it on one of the websites that gives some statistics, and I think it put our average audience in the range of about 45 plus. And um, we don't get any youth that I know of to tune into this program. Over the year, one or two would pop up, and I'm always uh, welcome anybody like to tune in. So I was thinking to myself today, how are we going to get to the youth? Very good question you asked today. Uh, where are they at? Uh, you want to train people. You need students. And I want to make an appeal out there. If uh, you would like to get involved in training for the ministry, call Brother John's office and they can give you some details. Uh, they are looking for people that want to come out there and learn. Perhaps you're in the area that would like to move it into the area. You can contact Brother John about that. But the thought occurred to me as you were saying this. I'll tell you where they're at, Brother John. The youth right now are on TikTok. TikTok is the largest social media platform, I think, in the world right now by popularity. You know, YouTube is big, of course, and Facebook, but uh, none of them really compare to uh, what TikTok is doing. It's totally changed the whole space. And that's where the youth are. They're not listening to podcasts. They're not watching mainstream media programs. Um, i tell you where they're at. They're on TikTok. I even catch my kids sometimes, grab my iPad or the Roku device, and I have to scold them and get it back because they're trying to watch YouTube shorts and, I, and or TikTok shorts. I say, you can't do that. Now, there's all kinds of stuff in that environment that you know, you got to be on guard for. But that's where they're at. And uh, the reason I mention that, if you haven't tried it, I've started an experiment myself. I'm going to pick up the experiment again. did it a few weeks ago. You can begin to stream live on TikTok. And you can begin to do some teachings there and talk about deliverance, the casting out of devils, etc. And uh, you could garner an audience there. And I know some people, they're almost doing that exclusively. I said, how's it working for you? And there's a, he's a guy in his early 30s. Um, he's an evangelist, preacher. He's been preaching on TikTok, and uh, he's pulling, I think he's got 100,000 subscribers. Another one said, I get audiences 30,000 people. I said, that's unheard of. That's just amazing. And so I think that's where they're at. And to get to them, we got to get over into TikTok. And they've just opened up a deal where you can actually um, stream over one hour. For the longest time, it was like 10 or 15 minutes. Now it's an hour. Or you don't have to stream at all. You can actually record your program and upload it. And uh, if you want some more information, let me know, and I'll share with you some other things I found. But um, it can be done very easily from your studio there. And uh, maybe that's where we go to find the people. Um, I've given up on YouTube for the most part. I'm not live streaming on any of the big platforms because of the level of censorship there. I gave up. Uh, I was doing TikTok, Facebook. Uh, excuse me, not TikTok, but uh, YouTube, Facebook. Twitch, Twitter, Mixcloud, DLive, Nico Video in Japan. That was feeding Rumble and BitChute. Doing that for about a year. And uh, nobody's tuning in, with the exception of a handful on YouTube. Just about everybody's getting the podcast from the archives. That's why I switched the time period, and I'm liking it, and I think a lot of people do. But if you want to get them, the audience that uh, is the next generation, should the Lord tarry, we got to go where they're at, and that's where they're at. That's all I'm going to say. God bless you, Brother John. God bless you. I love you. Love you, too. Uh, 
Who knows? Brother John may be on TikTok soon with me, too. Okay, God bless you, Brother John. Okay, bye-bye. That's where all they're at? That's where they all are, folks. TikTok. I'm telling you. Okay, let's go ahead and get on um, Blog Talk. Here we go. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Please enter your... To start your show now, press... Okay. Your show will go live in five seconds. Here Four, we go. Three, two, one. We're dialing. Blog Talk Radio. Brother John has a discipleship training program. He'll put you to work out there, train you how to do deliverance. Um, if you're interested, contact him at eaec.org. Brother Bill, Sister Valerie, let's do a sound check. Praise the Lord. Praise Amen. God. Hello, Sister Valerie. How you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. Brother Bill, how are you, my friend? I'm doing wonderful. It's so good to to be with you again. Yes. Yes, it is. Friends, we've got a real special treat. We've got Pastor Bill and Pastor Valerie French, Luke 418 Radio, here with us. And uh, we've got the switchboard on, too. So if you need prayer today, deliverance, call in. We're going to have open lines after the message. Uh, I'll put the number in the chat room, 319-527-6080. But uh, with that, welcome wherever you're tuning in from. Um, let me do this. I just forgot to do it. Let me save MixLR. MixLR, folks, stand by. Hold on.